Good morning, friends. Today is Saturday, April 24th, 2021. I'm so happy to be here with you today. It has been too long. I'm grateful. Our readings today are Psalms 30 and 32, Daniel 6, 16 through 28, the third letter of John 1 through 15, and the Gospel of Luke 5, 27 through 39. Today is also a day commemorated, and, and this is not um, as widely known, at least it, it wasn't known to me until I went digging through my um, my book, A Great Cloud of Witnesses, A Calendar of Commemorations, which is published by the Domestic and Foreign Missionary Society of the Protestant Episcopal Church in the United States of America. Um, but, <clears throat> excuse me, it gives um, commemorations by day, most commonly for people. But today, on April 24th, we remember genocide, which is unfathomably difficult. Um, I'm going to read to you from A Great Cloud of Witnesses. Um, this is available as a, as a free PDF online. You guys know me. I, I like to have the tactile book in my hand, so I actually bought the book from Church Publishing. I believe Church Publishing also has... Um, an Amazon store so you can buy through them just make sure you're getting that the seller is actually church publishing at any rate all of that aside genocide remembrance this day is set aside in the calendar of the church to hold in remembrance those who have died and those whose lives have been severely damaged as a result of acts of genocide the systematic and intentional destruction of a people by death by the imposition of severe mental or physical abuse, by the forced displacement of children, or by other atrocities designed to destroy the lives and human dignity of large groups of people. This day is chosen for the commemoration because the international community recognizes April 24th as a day of remembrance for the Armenian genocide, the systematic annihilation of the Armenian people during and just after World War I. On April 24, 1915, more than 250 Armenian notables, civic and political leaders, teachers, writers, and members of the clergy were rounded up, imprisoned, tortured, and killed. Before the cessation of conflict, it is estimated that as many as one and a half million Armenians perished, many as the result of forced marches, deliberate starvation, and heinous massacres. President Theodore Roosevelt declared the Armenian Genocide to be the greatest crime of World War I. The close relationships between Anglicans and Episcopalians and our sisters and brothers in the Armenian Church make the remembrance of this day a particular sign of our fellowship in the body of Christ. Tragically, human history is littered with such atrocities, and the Armenian Genocide was far from the last such mass extermination of people in the 20th century. One need only mention Croatia, Nazi Germany, Zanzibar, Guatemala, Bangladesh, Burundi, Equatorial Guinea, East Timor, Cambodia, Afghanistan, Kurdish Iraq, and Tibet. And this is by no means a comprehensive list. 
the unflinching resolve of people in faith, of people of faith, in prayer and action, in prayer and in action, is critical if the travesty of human genocide is to be curbed and eventually stopped. There are um, <clears throat> special collects, which we will read later, to go with this. And of course, this was written... It's copyrighted 2016, so it was probably written um, earlier than that, and that doesn't seem like that long ago, but there's so much to add to the list. And as we pray today, I would like you to hold in your hearts those who have lost their lives or had their lives severely damaged by genocide, and I think that that includes all of us, that when we globally... Sorry, planes going overhead. I, I think that we are all impacted by genocide. I think that the world is a poorer place when people groups are murdered, abused, tortured, abandoned, repressed, and in any way blocked from contributing to the global community. I know that might sound kind of kind of far out, but I do believe that we are all connected and that when one suffers, we all suffer. And I think that that is one of the great powers of prayer, that when we lean in to this suffering, when we see our suffering as universal and the suffering of others as our own, there is immense power there, not least the power of compassion. So I know to this list we could add many. We could add African Americans. We could add, we can and we will, add Uyghurs. Um, so many. May the Spirit bring to our hearts and lips those whom we lift up in prayer today. It seems nearly impossible to me to speak of such great suffering and be surrounded by such beauty. I'm sitting here in my backyard right now. And there are still beautiful, um, fluffy pink. They almost look like tissue paper flowers on the cherry blossom tree that hangs over my back patio. And so many have fallen that the ground is papered with their confetti. You can hear the birds singing. You can hear the planes flying overhead. You guys can probably hear them too in the background. And, and yet we must hold these things together in tension in our spirits. The beauty of this world and also the pain. And they are not exclusionary we can have them simultaneously together but is the work of our prayer to heal the pain and suffering and to end the violence forgive me for the very long intro holding all of these things together in our hearts let us enter into morning prayer we will be using mostly right two
in the Episcopal Book of Common Prayer. We are in the third week of Easter, and we begin on page 77. Christ has entered, not into a sanctuary made with hands, a copy of the true one, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God on our behalf. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our heavenly creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others, those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us through our Savior Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Alleluia. Christ is risen indeed. Come, let us worship. Alleluia. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to God with psalms. For you are a great God. <clears throat> you are great above all gods. In your hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours, for you made it. And your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee and kneel before God our maker. For you are our God and we are the people of your pasture and the sheep of your hand. Oh, that today we would hearken to your voice. Alleluia. God is Christ is risen indeed. Come, let us worship. Alleluia. Psalm 30. I will extol you, O God, for you have drawn me up and did not let my foes rejoice over me. O oh my God, I cried to you for help, and you have healed me. O oh God, you brought up my soul from Sheol, restored me to life from among those gone down to the pit. Sing praises to God, O oh you God's faithful ones, and give thanks to God's holy name. For God's anger is but for a moment, God's favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may linger for the night, but joy comes with the morning. As for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved. By your favor, O God, you had established me as a strong mountain. 
You hid your face. I was dismayed. To you, O God, I cried, and to God I made supplication. What profit is there in my death if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it tell of your faithfulness? Hear, O God, and be gracious to me. O God, be my helper. You have turned my mourning into dancing. You have taken off my sackcloth and clothed me with joy, so that my soul may praise you and not be silent. Oh my God, I will give thanks to you forever. Psalm 32. Happy are those whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Happy are those to whom God imputes no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. While I kept silence, my body wasted away through my groaning all day long. <clears throat> For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. <clears throat> then I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not hide my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to God, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let all who are faithful offer prayer to you at a time of distress. The rush of mighty waters shall not reach them. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with glad cries of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Do not be like a horse or a mule without understanding, whose temper must be curbed with bit and bridle, else it will not stay near you. Many are the torments of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds those who trust in God. Be glad in God and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the book of Daniel. Then the king gave the command, and Daniel was brought and thrown into the den of lions. The king said to Daniel, May your God, whom you faithfully serve, deliver you. A stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet and with the signet of his lords, so that nothing might be changed concerning Daniel. Then the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting. No food was brought to him, and sleep, fed from, and sleep fled from him. Then, at break of day, the king got up and hurried to the den of lions. When he came near the den where Daniel was, he cried out anxiously to Daniel, O oh, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you faithfully serve, been able to deliver you from the lions? Daniel then said to the king, O oh, king, live forever. My God sent their angel and shut the lions' mouths so that they would not hurt me. Because I was found blameless before God and also before you, O king, I have done no wrong. Then the king was exceedingly glad and commanded that Daniel be taken up, outside, taken up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no kind of harm was found on him because he had trusted in his God. The king gave a command, and those who had accused Daniel were brought and thrown into the den of lions, they, their children, and their wives. Before they reached the bottom of the den, the lions overpowered them and broke all their bones in pieces. 
Then King Darius wrote to all peoples and nations of every language throughout the whole world. May you have abundant prosperity. I make a decree that in all my royal dominion people should tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. For this is the living God, enduring forever. This dominion shall never be destroyed, and this sovereignty has no end. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle 9, the first song of Isaiah. Surely it is God who saves me. I will trust in God and not be afraid. For God is my stronghold and my sure defense, and God will be my savior. Therefore you shall draw water with rejoicing from the springs of salvation. And on that day you shall say, give thanks to God and call upon God's name. Make God's deeds known among the peoples. See that they remember that God's name is exalted. Sing the praises of God, for God has done great things, and this is known in all the world. Cry aloud, inhabitants of Zion, ring out your joy, for the Great One in the midst of you is the Holy One of Israel. Praise to the Holy and Undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the third letter of John. It actually is the third letter of John. It's in, in its entirety, verses 1 through 15. The elder to the beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth. Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health, just as it is well with your soul. I was overjoyed when some of the friends arrived and testified to your faithfulness to the truth, namely how you walk in the truth. I have no greater joy than this, to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Beloved, you do faithfully whatever you do for the friends, even though they are strangers to you. They have testified to your love before the church. You will do well to send them on in a manner worthy of God, for they began their journey for the sake of Christ, accepting no support from non-believers. Therefore, we ought to support such people, so that we may become co-workers with the truth. I have written something to the church, but Diotrephes, who likes to put himself first, does not acknowledge our authority. So if I come, I will call attention to what he is doing in, sp in spreading false charges against us. And not content with those charges, he refuses to welcome the friends and even prevents those who want to do so and expels them from the church. Beloved, do not imitate what is evil, but imitate what is good. Whoever does good is from God. Whoever does evil has not seen God. Everyone has testified favorably about Demetrius, and so has the truth itself. We also testify for him, and you know that our testimony is true. I have much to write, with, I have much to, write to you, but I would rather not write with pen and ink. Instead, I hope to see you soon, and we will talk together face to face. Peace to you. The friends send you their greetings. Greet the friends there, each by name. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle 21. You are God. You are God, we praise you. You are God, we acclaim you. You are the eternal creator. All creation worships you. To you, all angels, all the powers of heaven, cherubim and seraphim sing in endless praise. Holy, holy, holy God, God of power and might, Heaven and earth are full of your glory. 
The glorious company of apostles praise you. The noble fellowship of prophets praise you. The white-robed army of martyrs praise you. Throughout the world, the Holy Church acclaims you. Creator of majesty unbounded, your true and only incarnate, worthy of all worship, and the Holy Spirit, advocate and guide. You, Christ, are the sovereign of glory, the eternal begotten of the Creator. When you became a person to set us free, you did not shun the virgin's womb. You overcame the sting of death and opened the dominion of heaven to all believers. You are seated at God's right hand in glory. We believe that you will come and be our judge. Come then, God, and help your people, bought with the price of your own blood, and bring us with your saints to glory everlasting. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 5, verses 27 through 39. After this, Jesus went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax booth, and Jesus said to him, Follow me. And Levi got up, left everything, and followed Jesus. Then Levi gave a great banquet for Jesus in his house, and there was a large crowd of tax collectors and others sitting at the table with them. The Pharisees and their scribes were complaining to Jesus' disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus answered, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I have come to call not the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Then they said to Christ, John's disciples, like the disciples of the Pharisees, frequently fast and pray, but your disciples eat and drink. Jesus said to them, You cannot make wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is with them, can you? The days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast in those days. Jesus also told them a parable. No one tears a piece from a new garment and sews it on an old garment. Otherwise, the new will be torn, and the piece from the new will not match the old. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the new wine will burst the skins and will be spilled, and the skins will be destroyed. But new wine must be put into fresh wineskins. And no one, after drinking old wine, desires new wine, but says, The old is good. The Gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. Let us affirm our faith together. We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher, from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate, spirit of truth. Amen. God be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. 
your dominion come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Will you suffragists at B, save your people, God, and bless your inheritance. Govern and uphold us now and always. Day by day we bless you. We praise your name forever. God, keep us from all sin today. Have mercy on us, God, have mercy. God, show us your love and mercy, for we put our trust in you. In you, God, is our hope, and we shall never hope in vain. The Collect for April 24th. Almighty God, our refuge and our rock, your loving care knows no bounds and embraces all the peoples of the earth. Defend and protect those who fall victim to the forces of evil. And as we remember this day those who endured depredation and death because of who they were, not because of what they had done or failed to do, give us the courage to stand against hatred and oppression and to seek the dignity and well-being of all for the sake of our Savior Jesus Christ, in whom you have reconciled the world to yourself and who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. As our prayer for mission, the prayer attributed to St. Francis. God, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. as we commemorate those who have lost their lives and all those whose lives have been impacted by genocide. I think of the psalmist of our psalms today. Psalms raised up whether by David as tradition goes or, or by another writer. Praising God for, for deliverance thanking God for the redemption of one's immortal soul. You and I have spoken before, friends, about, about trust and faith in God that our immortal souls, that of us which is enduring and eternal, being safe with God, and that this is a way that we may with faith endure the pain and hardship that life brings. We've talked also 
about honoring experience, about the sin of comparative suffering, whether inflicted upon ourselves or, or others. God is mindful of all suffering. And we ask God now for healing of all wounds most especially those done through the violence of genocide. But please lift up now any others that you have on your heart. I don't think it's overly dramatic to say that we will be saved as Daniel was saved. We are all the time being delivered from the lions. Sometimes we haven't even seen them prowling and God has shut their mouths. I know it's tempting to ask why any violence touches us why God allows genocide. And I think the answer, as we've spoken about before, is that we, we cannot have the beauty and grace and love of relationship with God, with creation, with each other, without also having free will. And when free will is distorted, we do unspeakable things to each other, to creation, and to God. When we wound each other, when we wound creation, we wound God. We damage our relationship with God. And I think that is what reconciliation is all about. That is what our prayer is to working towards. That we would be reconciled to God. That we are being healed and redeemed. And it hurts, but a healing heart is healed also from the urge to do violence. The cycle is broken. I've been struggling lately with the idea of just war and the idea that we can and should protect ourselves and others from violence by doing violence this is something that if you're willing I'd like for you to lift up in prayer I believe that the Holy Spirit has answers greater than our understanding 
as solutions for the actions that we can take to end violence in the world that are beyond what we in our limited human understanding can conceive on our own. And I think we need those solutions. I think we have problems beyond our understanding. Beyond what we can see. And we need the revelation of the Holy Spirit. But the first step is always, I believe, dear friends, prayer. So I am extremely thankful that you are here with me today in praying. And if sometimes you feel guilty about enjoying the beauty of the cherry blossoms or the beauty in this moment of prayer, know that Jesus himself sanctified joy. That these moments when something within us resonates in a heart song to God, when we feel that joy and harmony with creation, when we feel the closeness of the presence of the Holy Spirit. This is how God intended it. God does not want us to be in constant suffering because there is constant suffering in the world. Then these things just create more suffering. We are to, even in the midst of suffering, dwell in the moments of joy. We are even to seek them and to create more. For there we find Christ, and as Christ has said, we are not fasting and sorrowful while we are with Christ. Perhaps I'm speaking only to myself. I, I think that in our culture we... <clears throat> Especially as women, I think. Well, maybe it's a different response. You know, I, I don't... I don't want to be gender specific. I don't think that helps, but... I think that we're taught that the more you care about something, the more you worry about it. So somehow worry equals care. And also that... The more you care about something, the more you strive for it. And that the ends justify the means. And I think in the holy economy, that's not the way this works. It's that God calls us to have faith in God and, and the things that we love and care for and desire with holy desire the most are exactly the things that we should place in God's hands, that we should set our human striving aside and follow the way of God. <clears throat> this is a difficult lesson for me. Whether by nature or by nurture, I am a warrior and a perfectionist. I care and so I ruminate and I strive and this is something that in this season I'm faithfully praying to lay aside to divert my energies toward 
prayer and faith and faithful action, things that, that have better effect than worrying and striving that in my mind brings sickness and strife. And so I think that the third letter of John reminds us of this, to walk in truth, to love each other, to give to each other, to be generous of spirit to each other. And uses of, as, a, as a negative example, as an example to follow, Diotrephes, who puts himself first. Let us not be the ones who put ourselves first, but let us recognize that when, when we put others, and, and I don't mean this in like that sick martyr way, but when we make space for collaboration, for community, when we're not pushing past each other, when we're not shouting past each other, when we're speaking together, when we're all at the table together, there is absolutely enough grace to go around. And also, there is enough love, answer, value, um, All these things that we're afraid of losing when we come together, when we're not the loudest voice being heard, when, when, when we don't have attribution. As we come back together in community after having been in, so, in isolation for so long, I think these are important lessons for us. learning how to be together without having to be first. You know, maybe that's the point, the putting me first aside and the helping, the acknowledgement, the bringing up of all of us together as a whole. Friends, <clears throat> may we have sight to see those places where we can impact peace and love <clears throat> and the experience of joy in our own communities, in our own worlds, and know that it contributes to the greater whole, that everywhere that peace abounds, darkness and violence recede. Let us with prayer and faith move forward in the Holy Spirit to end genocide, to end communal violence, and in its place usher in collaboration, peaceful and loving community, and the joy of all creation, the harmony that God created us with and in and for. Jesus Christ, all of this I pray. Amen.
Thank you, friends, for being present with me as I was quiet and slow and halting in our prayers and thoughts today. May the Holy Spirit speak a word to you today that resonates in your heart and resounds the bell of joy. Let us say together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, giver of all mercies, we, your co-creators, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Savior, Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And, we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved incarnate that when two or three are gathered together in Christ's name, you will be in the midst of us. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.